This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kibalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. We started discussing the Hatim Mechira, the Hatim Mechira of selling land to a non-Jew in Eretz Israel in order to remove or uh, make less the problem of working the land of uh, Eretz Israel during the seventh year, what we know as the Shemitah year. We started discussing last week some of the history and also some of the halacha. And what we specifically um, got started with is that, as you may know, that in uh, the late 1800s when the Yishuv, the early Israeli pioneers started to work the land in Eretz Israel way before 1948, so uh, they came into the question of what to do during the Shnatashmita, what to do during the seventh year. The Torah says very, very clearly, as you see on your Marm Komos, on the second page, <coughs> during the seventh year of Shemitah. So um, this was going to be a big problem for the agricultural farmers at that time because They've been working so hard, uh, literally dying working the land uh, for a whole bunch of years. And then the seventh year, just to stop, as we mentioned last week, would not just, they wouldn't just lose a year, they'd lose two or three years. Just like, the, the, as we mentioned, just like in learning, when you, when you leave, you're leaving for a day, and then uh, basically you lose two days. Uh, if you don't work for a year, then you're going to have to work, the, it's gonna, you're going to lose a lot more than just the seventh year. And yeah, you're going to have to then redo what you lost in the seventh year and start again. So this was a big uh, challenge, and the Rabbanim came together, and basically, we, even though the halachas are details, and the Rabbanim thought the Hetem Mechir was not appropriate to sell land to a non-Jew in Israel, was not appropriate for different reasons, but basically the world, when I say the world, I mean the Jewish world is limited to camps. That's the world that we're interested in. I think I might have mentioned uh, a number of years ago that when I was in BMT 25 years ago, it's a long time already, right, about 25 years ago, so, um, so the Boston Rabbi came to speak to us. Um, and he said, uh, first he was talking about the Boston Red Sox, it was very exciting to see some of the long white beard, he was known as the Red, talking about the Boston Red Sox. And then, so that's all I remember, basically. But the one thing I remember that he said, is that the Marshall asks, I can't do it like him, but the Marshall asks, all over the place, Machin Ha'oyuan, the world asks. He goes, I go outside, I'm looking, I'm looking, I don't hear anybody asking this question. What do you mean the world asks? The Olam HaTorah asks, and that's the Olam HaTorah, that's what we're interested in. So basically, the world, the, the world, the total world, was split into two camps. The one camp was those rabbanim, those gedolim that held that the possibility of southern land for different reasons that we'll discuss last week, this week, and the next few weeks was not correct. One, you weren't allowed to sell land in Israel to a non-Jew, and two, even if you sold the land, they wouldn't even accomplish what it is that you're trying to do. Which means that you'd still not be able to work the land, you still would not be mafkia, we would not remove the kedusha of the tales that are part of the fruits that grow and the, and the, and the food that grows during the land, uh, during the Shemitah year. So one, you can't do it. Two, even if you do it, it's not going to help you. And the other one said, first of all, it is going to help you if you do it. And you'll have to do it. And those are the two camps. You have, the, I'm just mentioning a few big names. You have Reb Chaim, 
brisk and mitziv and the aruch hashulchan thought and Rishmol Salat and Rishmol Medis and they all thought that it was not uh, that it was not allowed. And you have you have Rabbi Yosef Engel, another great uh, adult who thought that it was 100% Lutheran. Shulam and we mentioned last week, in the, if you look at page one, just because it's such a beautiful, amazing one, especially if you're a Sephardi. So he says, the Sephardi have already been uh, selling the land to non-Canaries to sell the rent for a year. The Yisabracha, Rabbi Fal Panajel, another great uh, early Rishonis, you know, of the head of the Eidut HaMizrah, they said they're selling land, so the Rabbi Shulam Kutnam, the Ashkenaz Rabbi Holden, Says there, the Ashkenazi Gedolim, their, their, uh, nail is fatter, it's thicker than the Ashkenazi Rabbi's, um, stomach. That's a good nail. But their pinky is bigger than our thighs. So they said, they said it's allowed. So what do you want to stop making all? To do about it, obviously it's allowed. And others disagreed, others disagreed. They thought that maybe, that the Ashkenazi, you know, belly was bigger than the Safari belly. But without getting into politics, um, this is a discussion. So what we started with last week is that there is an iser in the Torah called Los Sechanim. So before we get into the halachas of Shemitah, which is very important, that's next week. The halachas of Shemitah, what we want to discuss today is the halachas of selling land to a non So because you can't sell the land, the whole, the whole, the whole hector, the whole way out of the problem of being able to continue to work the land is by selling land to a non-Jew. You sell it to a non-Jew. So now for some reason that takes care of the problem. Now you can work the land. Somehow. That will discuss next week whether it really accomplishes what you want it to accomplish. If you sell land to a non-Jew, you sell today. Does that mean you can work the land? That's a good question. What we want to do today is can you even sell the land? That's what we sell. Can you allow to sell the land? Forget about it. You might not be allowed to sell the land then we don't get to first base. Then there's no land to the the tech, well, the truth is, you can't sell the land because the Torah says you're not allowed to sell it to a non-Jew It doesn't say it before it, but all the Ashton on the Pasuk, we take a look at the Pasuk on the second page, in Terebzai. When Hashem will bring you to the land, when you come there to inherit it. So the, skip a Pasuk. Hashem will give them before you, he'll them, he'll smite them. You'll utterly, absolutely have a theme to destroy them, obliterate them, eliminate them. Not not make a treaty with them. is a pretty clear commandment. What is that? We're not even sure what that means. What is so Chazal, because of that funny logic, you have three drushes that they say, that they expound on that pasuk. One, the one that applies to us right now, is you can't give them a chaniyah v'kara, which basically means you can't give them a footing in Eretz Israel. You can't sell them land in Eretz Israel. The other one is that you can't praise them for no reason, and you can't give them a ma'asim. Most of you think like a Which means that you can't just give gifts to non-Jews for no reason. To give a tip, you can get better service, or it's a, maybe it's a Kiddush Hashem. Usually that is, it would be a Kiddush Hashem, that's okay. But if there's just for no reason, and there's no thing to gain from our side, you can't just, why do want to, probably, presumably, that the reason for these halakhas is you want to distance the Jewish population, the non-Jewish population, which probably may be the dindal rice of the halakha from assimilation. Same with Chazal, the Rabbanons, Pas Akum and Bishal Akum, which are Dine the Rabbanon for a purpose of our Chaka, meaning 
Tassels, because they're very dissimilar. The Torah itself also has certain things you can't do. Why? Because we don't want that, uh, we don't want to get too close. But what we care about is that in Eretz Yisrael specifically, Losi Tehlem, 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 you can sell it to any non-Jew that you want. You want to sell it to a, you want to sell land in Eretz Yisrael, you'd be in violation of Israel. So those who came around, Kaniya Bekarka. Yes? Wouldn't, does anybody point to left the where it says twice that God is giving the land to Abraham's people forever? Twice, not just once. Which means? Yeah. Which means it's our land. So how can we, how can we override what God is giving? God's giving to us. You're just you're explaining why why you can't sell the land to a non-Jew. It's right, it's possible. Yes, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You forget about castles. Yeah. Who are you to sell the land that, that, that God gave to you to give to someone? Right. Good. Yeah. We say Dushishnia Lobatha, right? Right. So how does selling the land Good. to a non-Jew even help? So that, that's what I said. That's next week. Not, that's the next question. Of, even if you sell it, how does it help? What does it accomplish? So some Gedolim said you can't sell the land. Other Gedolim said you can sell the land, but it's not going to accomplish anything. You still can't work the land because Kedusha Shmiel no That I want to discuss that next week. In other words, what's the impact of the sale? So is Shmiel, is it on the or is it on the It's not So the Chazanish says that selling the land is not just to be mafkiya, because the problem is you're mafkiya, the Kedushas are it. That's not the issue. It's an issue to sell land, just like Lenny said, you can't sell land to a non-Jew, whether it's mafkiya, the Kedushas, not mafkiya, the Kedusha, whether it accomplishes, doesn't accomplish, you can't sell land to a non-Jew, it doesn't matter the impact. But we're asking, but what would, what would, what would we even accomplish if you sell the land if you still can't do work, because Kedusha Shniel Batla, that's next week's year. The impact is next week's year. This week's year is, can you even do it? You'll have to do it in the first place. You'd be over on a violation of love. Yeah, you'd be a violation of the history. You wouldn't, you wouldn't allow the Khatima, us, uh, the Jewish people to do something that's an issue of the Okay, it can't be part of the plan. We have to work with them and everything. So it's looking at a violation of an issue of the Raisa, and that will help the working of the land. So, so, so way that went, you know, they, you know, they, Malchus. Malchus. It would be Malchus. It's a law. So what, so, so what the Eden Palestinians trace. are doing now. That's what? Palestinians are saying if you sell them to a Jew, we're going to kill you. So it's almost... We would give Malchus. Right. So Someone's in violation of a law, we would give Malchus. Be Eden Bahasra. Eden Bahasra, you say it to the person, you know, I'll sell the land, you say I'm sold it anyway. You should know what it says in the Post of Los Sakhani, you get Malchus, and he sells it anyway, there will be, be a violation of Malchus. Yes. Each for a limited time. That's part of that. Good. So last week we mentioned five different, last week we mentioned five different possible reasons why that to, for this particular purpose you would be allowed to sell land to a non-Jewish What were the five reasons that were? This is all Chazara. As we mentioned last week, I'll just throw in, is that with these Shi'ur, as opposed to what we said last year, where every Shi'ur is its own very good curiosity. You can come to one, and this one, not that it's good to miss, but whatever. In these years, it's really uh, ideal to come, because they're building, we're building a, a structure, and we'll hopefully get a full picture over the next uh, four or five weeks. But that being said, last week we mentioned five different reasons, five different reasons. Why, for the head, for the head of Mechira, for Avoda Shemitah, Bekarka, Avoda Sakarka, Bishmita, you'd be allowed to settle in. One, we said, first of all, first of all, uh, what's the reason? What's the reason you can't sell? Some, uh, some post can say, the reason you can't sell the land mm-hmm. is because it's, it's our land. And the whole purpose is for us to build the Yishu of Eretz So how's that going to help us? You're trying to build the Yishu, build the economy so that we can, Jews can live in our land. So uh, you sell land to a non-Jew, that defeats that purpose. Unless, of course, it helps that purpose. 
let's say, let's say we would come up with a situation where selling the land to a non-Jew would actually help the Yishuv. Well, how would it help the Yishuv? Well, if you're selling the land, you continue to work the land in Eretz Yisrael. If you continue to work the land in Eretz Yisrael in the 18, late 1800s, then guess what Rothschild is going to continue to do? He's going to continue to give money to the Yishuv in Eretz Yisrael. But if they stop working the land, and he says, listen, I'm paying for your land, you're going to take the seven again, you're going, to, you're going to knock the whole thing off, we're going to lose money, we're going to lose land, we're going to lose time. So uh, he stops giving money. He says, it's, it's earning. By not selling land, you're earning the Yishuv. So that, that's an interesting approach. Usually we don't use the Tom on this approach. First of all, we don't really know the Tom so it's hard to understand the Tom But even if we can conjecture the Tom we usually don't use that to apply the halacha. That's what some say. Rav Cook said, the whole halacha only applies if you're giving a non-Jew a footing in there so because he's not, we don't want him to have a negative impact on us. Let's say he already owns land in Eretz Yisrael. So he's already your neighbor. It's your neighbor. So it's not going to make him more your neighbor if you sell him your backyard or your farm. He's still there. You're not selling it to a non-Jew who has no footing there. So then you bring it in. Now you'll get someone from Turkey. You come and, and, uh, and, and, and buy him. No, no, this person lives next door. So I'm not, I'm not furthering... I'm not, I'm not uh, bringing more non-Jews into Eretz Israel. So therefore, Kok says it's best then to sell it to a non-Jew who already owns land in Eretz Israel. So one is, you can sell it to a non-Jew who already owns land. And two is, since it's helping the Israel, helping the community, helping the economy, so therefore we allowed to not be in violation of those Sakhani. We also mentioned that Rav Kook, uh, was of the opinion that the um, Isser of Los although everybody agrees with Halacha, does not just apply to the Zion economy, we saw them this week in the parsha. Not just the Zion, the old Ovei Avodzor, living in Eretz Israel, but it applies to all non-Jews. But not to Gerer Kodesh, someone who accepts upon himself to keep the Zion mitzvahs Bnei Noach, accepts upon himself not to be Ovei Avodzor. For him, this halacha doesn't apply, probably because, or possibly because, we don't want him to have a negative impact. It's not a negative impact. If you live next to a non-Jew, as long as he's a non-Jew, he's not worshiping Avodzor. Lo sirtzach, lo sinaf, lo signaf. He keeps. This is not true. So what is the negative impact? This is not such a negative impact. But we can sell it to a non-Jew who is what we call a ger toshev. And if Cook held, even if there was no formal acceptance, it added by definition, assuming he's not a violation of lo sirtzach, lo sinaf, lo signaf, which may be a problem to find. But let's say you would be able to find such a person. So then it would be a, not a problem to sell it to such a person. That's the that's the third level of re, a third possibility of how you could sell land today in Eretz Yisrael. There's a few different reasons that we made mentioned last week, but I want to discuss now with the cousin here. I was wondering, you asked my question. I was going to ask you, does it make a difference which guy you sell? But yes. But and that also ties in. If we sell to a, uh, I guess, a dependent of Ishmael, then that might fit in with what the other that you know, we're selling to Abraham's. We're not selling it out of Abraham's descendants, right. even though. You know, right. yeah. But it says clearly that he gave it to the Zabakon Zabakon, he gave it to Yitzchak, I think. So, uh, yeah, and not, it doesn't say it here, with, right. with respect to the land itself. Right. Abraham's descendants, right. Will, right. You know, right. everything will be... Depends which, so 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 which parasha we're up to. But now that we're up to the parasha that's supposed to tell them, we'll probably only apply to uh, the name Yitzchak. Is, is this term known to Chaim, used anywhere else in the Torah? I don't think so. I don't think so. The word Chaim, no, it's not Chaim, it's not Chaim. That's where they get Losi Temuhem Chain. But uh, Losi Temuhem Chania, if you look at Rashi, I think he explains what, if it was Chain, would have used this Lashon. It was Chain. So the fact that they use this funny Lashon, you can get three Lashons out of it. Three interpretations out of it. The Chazanish tells he didn't like any of these thumbs 
any of these interpretations, any of these hetaven, the Torah says you can't sell land to a non So, what does that, you know what that means? You can't sell land to a non Therefore, it's also. There was also. But you're going to give reasons why the Torah says the Torah doesn't tell us the reason. Don't give, don't tell me reasons and then apply the halacha based on that reason. It's also to sell land during a during during any year, including the Shemitah year, and including for the Shemitah year to a non-Jew in Eretz Yisrael. Period. It's it's also to sell land of Eretz Yisrael to a non-Jew. Period. But the Chazanish held there was a whole hat the Mechira doesn't get off the ground because it can. The question is as follows. The question is as follows. Okay, the Chazanish. We speak to the Chazanish. You're involved, but they have other people. And they have a right to pass him the way they feel, the way they see fit. According to the Chazanish, he would say, yeah, you have a right to disagree. If you hold like those post him, then you cancel land, right? Then you cancel. But the Chazanish would say, but I have to cancel land. So according to the Chazanish, what they're doing doesn't work or not, in other words. If you, you know, Kavanish says, you know, it's a land. So, let's say you're holding the you sell land then. Does the sale go through? You're not allowed to do it, fine. But I did it anyway. So, does it go through? Does it work? A, a, a Kohen cannot marry a Barusha. Fine. Let's say he does it anyway. Does it work? Is it a tradition? Yes. Is it Chal? It is Chal. That's a funny thing. Torah says he can't do it. And if you do it, it's Chal. But there are other relationships with that that work. Torah says a person can't marry uh, one of his, you know, the, uh, a very close, a, a, a person can't marry his sister. A person marries his sister, is it chal or not? No. Gerusha, calling Gerusha chal. So, probably, and this is what the Chazanish says very clearly, as follows, very interesting, we're going to do a whole sugi now, as if we're back in Yeshiva, and 17 years old, learning a Lundash sugi in the second tradition, in the second of And from this Lundash so here, we're going to come to understand what the Chazanish said, which I'll tell you right now. By the way, if you are 17 years old or close to it, then that's not such a big thing. But if you're, you know, you're 50, 60, 70, then it's a good, you'll have a good feeling now. We're going to go back. <coughs> the Chazanish says, if I own land and I sell it to a non-Jew, my neighbor, even though the Chazanish says, I hope you can't do that, but if you do it, the sale is stopped. Once the sale is coming, the sale goes through, and now it belongs to the non-Jew. Belongs to the non-Jew. You couldn't do it, but you call like those folks who said you can. Nile, Lamaisa, it's chal because you did it. Then you can work the land because you couldn't do it once you did it. It's chal. The same way if you're coming, marries a Garusha, he wasn't allowed to. Now they did it's chal. They have to get, they have to get a divorce. It, it, it took place. The sale went through. The Chazanish says, however, if the farmer would not sell it to his non-Jewish neighbor. He would actually appoint the Rav, which is typically and is what is done. You appoint the Rav, appoint the, um, uh, the not, not Otzer Bezin, appoint the Bezin. Otzer Bezin is something we'll get to Otzer Bezin in a while. He'll appoint the Bezin to go and sell the land as his shliach. As his shliach. tell the Rav, I'd like you to sell my chametz for me. I'd like you to sell my chametz for me. Not that you're selling the chametz to the rav, and then he gets to keep the chametz over Pesach. That doesn't that you should, that doesn't happen. You're, you're asking the, the rav to be the shliach to sell the chametz for you. I'm asking the rav to be the shliach to sell my land for me. That's typically what was done. So the chazanish says. So the chazanish says the sale is not how it doesn't go through. 
Why? You know why? In Shriach If I sell it to my neighbor myself, so you're not allowed to do it, that's an issue. But if you do it yourself, it works and the sale goes through, now the slave is not going to be able to deny you. And then we have to figure out what was that accomplished. Let's assume that it accomplishes something, then I can work the land. It might not, but let's assume that it does. And that's going to be next, only on the next issue of, well, does it remove the Kedusha of the Karkavar soul? Does it not remove the Kedusha of the Karkavar Does Kedusha of the Karkavar soul only exist if it's owned by a Jew or if it's owned by a non-Jew? That's the impact of the sale. We're just trying to figure out, are you allowed to sell it and the sale go through? So the Kedusha says, if you sell it yourself, the sale goes through. If you appoint the Shiyah, so he, appoint the Kedusha, he's doing something wrong because you're not allowed to sell it. And since in Shliyach the Dvaravera, so now the whole sale doesn't go through. The whole sale doesn't go through. It's bottle and mavotol, and the head of the never got off I'll show you inside for a moment. The Chazanish on page 3, page 4, says, the quote from Simon Chavdala and the Chazanish, have it in front of me. And also Yud Gimel, the Chazanish writes, "Also should look and sell the same and not break. Those who sell their fields, their, their fields to a guy, after over the zem should lo sechan, even though they're violation of the kisser of lo sechan of selling land to a non-Jew, they come up and have a mechira. It is a good thing. It's hard. However, Simon Kavdali writes." You give a second part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. In Simon Chavdal, in Simon Chavdal, he writes, Hamocher Ayadeh somebody who sells the land of Yerushal to an Ashur through a Shliach, Vagai lo chayo hamachim. It's not, it is not true. Why? The Ainshleach of Arabe. But the Ainshleach of Arabe. That's not the way things work typically. For many, many years, the generations, the way it worked is that the non I have a farm somewhere in there, so I'm not finding a guy. I report the law, and the law goes and sells the land. Hazanish says the whole sale doesn't work, because ain't Shliachibara there. So let's take 15 minutes, 10, 15 minutes, and learn a sugya of ain't Shliachibara there. The Gemara says, how does that work? Ain't Shliachibara, what does it even mean? Now, in order to understand the sugya of Einshlech and Varagera, what, what, what must we first understand? You can't, you can't have, you can't start with this concept of, you can't have a shliach for Varagera, and so you go, okay, that's, why not? Well, because you can't have, well, what's a shliach? Don't have to say what's a shliach. Let me just have a little more Einshlech and Varagera. So, let's see. Let's see. The Gemara says. Is the rabbi showing up when he marries a covenant? No, no, no. The matter is not a shliach. A shliach would be if you tell your friend, please go marry that woman for me. That's exactly the Gemara of Metziah that we're about to see. Kohen Sha'amal Yisrael Kaddish Isha Gerusha. But the rabbi was the Messiah the Kedushin. He's not a shliach. He's just making sure that, uh, that everything's going through. What? He's not allowed to do it. He'd be a messiah over here. He'd be a lifting the messiah. He can't do it. A rabbi would not be allowed to marry a Kohen and a Gerusha. But you don't need to come rabbi. So if you don't have a rabbi, and a man goes over to a woman and says, Hey, Rabbi, you have free agent. 
it's kosher. But it's good to have a rabbi to make sure that uh, everybody knows what they're doing. And uh, Kohen shouldn't marry a garusha. That's what the rabbis did for. Just one background yeah. question. Yeah. Are we equiv- uh, making equivalent mechira and schira for right now? Selling? Yes. Well, some posts give some. And one of the things he said is that some posts can say that there is no that there is no isra b'lasachanim unless you sell land let's forever. Sell it, and it's clear that you can sell it for a year. If you buy that, then there's no loss of chanim at all. Oh, well, That's in, the Chazanish disagrees. The Chazanish disagrees with that too. We say it's the equivalent. Loss of chanim. You're still being valid. Loss of So the Gemara says as follows. Somebody who gives a, a flame, someone who asks his friend, listen, this guy, he 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 he, he did something bad. To me. I want you to go and damage his property. So let us be a Somebody sends his friend to go and do damage to someone else. So the Gemara says, the pikeach, the, the messenger, the shliach, not the mishaleach, is chayef. The shliach, not the mishaleach, is chayef. Everybody hear it again? Reuven sends Shimon to do damage to Levi. Someone has, Levi now has a hundred dollars of, a thousand dollars of damage. Someone has to pay. Who pays? Ruvay, the sender, the mishaleach, or Shimon, the sendi. Where is it? The sendi, or the shulit. It is a word? Sendi? Wow. Okay. I know it is a word. The sender, or the sendi, the mishaleach, or the shulit. You don't think so? It's all right. So, the Gemara says, Shimon is high. The pikeach is high. The pikeach is high. So the Gemara asks, the gas is chayv. Why should Ruben be chayv? Why should Ruben be chayv? Shluchu shel Adam. The Travel, they couldn't move, and they basically were in town right by the uh, <coughs> by the Rambucha. But the Yosef goes with Rambucha, and Rambucha has you no know, a very sharp, different type of personality. And people used to have fun with Rambucha. I mean, Rambucha used to have fun with them. They would mention different rabbanim and what he thought of the different rabbanim. They say, Rabbi, what do you think of the Chavetz Chaim? Again, they were all contemporaries. So the Chavetz Chaim, a fine tzaddik. He said, What do you think of the Chavetz Chaim? A fine guy. So what do you think of, of the Rukhana Basim as a fine Malamud? The Rukhana Basim was a Malamud for, you know, in, the, as, in high school. Yeah. What do you think of the Arsene? Yeah. 
So this young boy would go with this Mr. Kuddy told him chat as a young boy he'd always go to Rabbi Shabbat Shabbat had a difficult time dealing with adults and he loved the, the kids. He'd have the kids come in, they'd talk to the Torah, and he'd always ask, he always said, anytime, anytime in conversation, the Mary Simcha's name came up, Rabbi Shabbat stopped and said, Stand up, Rabbi Simcha was there. He knows that. Mary Simcha. Now you should know that they were living the same thing. So the Rabbi Simcha, 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 Right as follows. He doesn't understand the whole question at all. If I ask Lenny to shut the lights, Lenny, shut the lights. Would you do me a favor? So, you shut, Sam, shut the lights for a second. Shut the lights. Yeah, right there. There you go. Shut the lights. Okay. Good. And I didn't Shut the lights. Okay. Is he my, who shut the lights? Is he my shirt? He's my shirt. I'm not asking Sam, can you jump for a second? Can you jump? No, no, no. <laughs> Let's say Sam jumps. <laughs> Sam jumps. Is Sam my shirt? Did I jump? No. Who should, did I jump? Did I jump? Did he jump? He jump. He's not my Can you, do, someone, can, what, can you do me a favor and get me to sit there? So, I, so the whole word. Can you sit the White House? Okay, well, so, so, in other words, Shlichus is not, it doesn't apply just because you ask someone to do something. That's not shlichus. Shlichus is not everything anyway. We have to define when, what shlichus is. What are, you can't discuss any shit about our baby. Until you explain what shlichus is. Let's explain what shlichus is. So what's a shlichus? A shlichus is the reverse and that's as follows. A shlichus is as follows. When we have a certain event, certain, um, something that has to take place, the Kvalgo, something has to take place. <clears throat> that requires me, the Balabas. And no one else can do it but me. And if anybody else did it but me, it would be meaningless. That means I am the Bible. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.